Hello, I'm Dexter Sue. I'd like to welcome you on the new episode of Leadership Execution Podcast, a podcast for leaders who'd like to make a difference. My goal is to inspire you to take the initiative to change what no longer works and to provide you with the necessary strategies, approaches and tools to achieve that. Without delay, let's start with today's topic. Hello everybody, Thank you for here. Welcome to Leadership Execution Podcast. If this is your first time listening, then I'd like to thank you for being here and I hope to have you on the show again. Now, let's put the show on the road and without delay, I'd like to introduce you my guest for today. Today, I'd like to introduce to you two young people, Mr. Nick Tips and Mrs. Edwarda Bardavid. Nick and Edwarda are two wonderful young people who create ideas and with more talents. The point is not that young people have ideas, that's a fact. The point is that Nick and Duarte had an excellent idea and learned how to make it happen. You see, Nick and Duarte are the founders of DRAG. DRAG is a Chrome extension that helps you organize your inbox. It also a new startup business with more than 32,000 users testing its products. Isn't that something? Well, without further ado, let's hear what Nick and Duarte have to say about modern business organization DRAG. First of all, I'd like to welcome you, Nick and Eduardo, on Leadership Execution Podcast. Hi, Chakis. Hello. Hello, both. Thank you for being here. Let's start our discussion from the only lady in our company today, Eduardo. Hello, Eduardo. How are you today? <laughs> Hi, how are you, Chakis? I'm very, very good. Thank you. Hi, guys. Thank you. Thank you. I'm fine, too. You, Nick? Yes, the same actually, yeah, apart from the weather in London, it's, uh, it's not too bad, it's a good day today, thank you. It's excellent, in Greece we have uh, sunny weather, so it's perfect uh, You always now. have sunny weather, eh? Yeah. <laughs> thank you for being here, Nick and Eduardo. Let me, let me ask you some questions. Let's uh, start from you, Eduardo. Who Eduardo is and how do you start with uh, drag? If you can tell us something about your background. Yeah, yeah, sure. So it's um, it's very interesting every time someone asks my background um, when I say that as a tech founder because actually there's nothing to do with my background. So I am an engineer, okay, but not computer engineer. So I'm a, I'm a mechanical mm-hmm. engineer. But I worked uh, most of my life with management consulting, um, mainly focused on energy. So mm-hmm. I used to work on something really, really different from drag. So it was a big leap. Um, for me to to leave from a job and you know where you used to work with uh, just the fancy clothes and briefcases in an office to now come to a completely new startup working from coffee shops and it, it's such a, a different environment um, but yeah basically this is my background okay so you're a typically consultant are you Sorry? You're a typical consultant, I guess. Not an IT consultant like uh, myself, but... No, uh, management consultant. So I used to, to work with the strategy of oil and gas companies. So it's completely strategy and uh, business. It's not, not, not related to IT at all. It's completely focused on business. Excellent. Uh, then I imagine that, uh, as my age, uh, organization is a must for uh, conducting your business. Yeah, for sure. It was very, very good. It, it's a good, gave me a good um, view on, the, on business, on organizations, um, 
although although I used to work majority with oil and gas companies, you know, when you talk about strategy and mm -hmm. how to mm -hmm. organize people and to organize your competitors and the market that you are dealing with, so all of this is is um, all this learning was has been very very useful to apply it in, in drag as well. So yeah, there was a lot of a lot of things that I'm leveraging from my experience from management consulting. So this uh, experience can help you, I imagine, uh, to discuss with Nick and uh, design something like drag. Yeah. So it was very. So this idea was very funny. Like we are we are big fans of Trello of Kanban as a whole. Mm -hmm. So I use Kanban at home like to organize my tasks. I'm a really big fan. And email is something that hasn't changed much, if you think, since it was created in the 70s. Yes. You have that uh, standard single row with uh, organized by chronologically, organized by dates, and, and didn't change much. Mm -hmm. um, and I always got myself like lost in my emails, I never knew what I needed to reply or I don't know, um, what what are my emails, it's like important emails syncing on the inbox, so and merging this with the idea that we love Kanban and inspired by Trail, I thought, hey, why not apply it to inbox, it would be amazing for me at least, and then, um, yeah, and then the whole idea came, we will we'll explain it more in detail. Mm -hmm. um, But yeah, and then I took these big leaps. Uh, you know what? Um, I've been working for the last few years in management consulting. Okay, I have a good, um, a good idea on the strategy and business. But now I think it's time to build my own. And this uh, partnership with Nick came in the perfect timing. Um, yeah, and then Drag was born. <laughs> Excellent. Uh Let me ask uh, Nick, uh, what is uh, his unique perspective and uh, what kind of background uh, does he have? Uh, mine's not as exciting as dude's. I've been in London and in England the whole time, so she's been all over the world. Mm -hmm. um, and my, my background is, um, is almost really doing my own things. I, I started digital agencies about uh, 10 years ago. And you, you You talk about us being young, but I'm not quite so young. Um, yeah, started digital agencies about 10 years ago and moved into software, so software as a service as of about four years ago. And I was really excited because um, historically where I've dealt with digital agencies and, and our own online retail and things like that, we've, I've been exposed to, to purchasing product and then trading product. And so the, the, the margin that you have is, is limited by obviously inventory and stock. So when I first stumbled across SaaS and realized that you know you develop a product and you you retail it effectively under a subscription service where you don't have that direct attributable cost, mm -hmm. it's amazing. So the model of SaaS is amazing. And obviously, we see it everywhere now, and it's such an exciting industry to be in. So as of three to four years ago, I've, I've launched a number of SaaS products. I've launched three different ones that are based in different areas of the UK. And they're successful now, they're profitable, and they've got good teams behind them that run those businesses. So, as Eduardo was saying, as of, um, I think it was March time, we, we started to launch the first MVP, so the first minimum viable product on drag. And we haven't really looked back, it's been really exciting. 
it's starting to get some traction, it's starting to get some really nice numbers, so it's a, it's a good time to be here with us. I, I see, Nick, that uh, you use a lot of uh, lean methodology approach. I mean, that your lingo defines a certain methodology that uh, probably you follow companions uh, part of this methodology, I imagine. Exactly that, yeah. Do you know what? And I've done that because, well, we've done that, sorry, I should say, because some of my historical learnings have been through failure. So over-investing in development and assuming certain features and assuming certain products and getting so far down the line on thinking that a product's look correct before you launch it to the market, only to then realize that your assumptions are incorrect and then you have to reverse engineer and pivot and change. Mm -hmm. So the learnings that Eduardo has and the learnings that I have, and we've put those together and now we're in a place that the way that we work with our customers and our users is to be agile and is to be very lightweight and is to introduce features based on what our customers are saying and iterate instead of having assumptions and building these big, cumbersome, robust products that aren't necessarily what the user wants. So that's reflected in things such as our public roadmap that we have on our website at the, the mm -hmm. bottom of the page, you can see it, and seeing the engagement with over a thousand users who are telling us problems, bugs, feature requests, and they're voting on all of these as well. So they're the, they're the people who are shaping the product for us, really, not ourselves. So what make uh, the young people like Eduardo and yourself uh, to, to take the decision to shift from a regular quote-unquote uh, business to a venture, practically? Well, I think it, it, it is a very, um, it was a very difficult decision because, of course, there, there are pros and cons. Mm -hmm. But when you think that I used to have my stable and well-paying, glamorous job and consulting, and suddenly I had no salary, no certainties about the future of my company, and you come to, to, to search, uh, uh, uncertain environment. Mm -hmm. um, it's completely different. It, it's really tough. I think you, you need to be prepared. The thing is, you need to calculate your risks. So you need to have a plan. You know that you won't have mm -hmm. a salary in the first month at least, and you you, are, you can't guarantee that your idea will succeed. So, so you need to have this, uh, this uh, courage to, to make this decision. Um, but at the same time, it's it, it's been good. It's been amazing because the, the the thing is that when you work in a big company and a big corporation, and you have dozens of layers of hierarchical. Um, hierarchy above you, so you don't have much authority to do um, the things that you think are right or the things that you believe in. So when I work in consulting, um, I mean, I I did the things that I was supposed to do based on the projects that the partners used to sell, and I mean, my decision making was not so, um, I, I didn't have much power for decision making. And now, with uh, my own company, I do, I make the decisions, basically. So me and Nick together, we have completely the, the power to do what we believe is the best. Um, so, so I think in the end, when you go to, to, when you follow this path of 
building your own company, you end up uh, working much more passionately because you were working towards something that you created, your ideas, your plan that you build instead of just executing something that someone delegated to you. So it's, it requires a completely um, different mindset. So yeah, as I said in the beginning, it's really tough. You need to balance, you need to have the courage, and you need to calculate your risks that are high. But um, I, I don't know, but most of times it, it pays off for me, right? I, I really believe it's paying off. Excellent. What about uh, you, Nick? What, uh, how do you view the whole thing, the transition to go full-time entrepreneurship? Uh, I have nothing to add to that, so I think Edward has said it all. Um, my background's a little different, so I've always kind of started from nothing and, and worked for myself and start, tried to launch businesses, and you know some have been successful and some not so successful, so I haven't, I haven't really done the transition. Eduardo's has taken a really, as, as she was saying, a really, really bold leap from yeah. It was a very glamorous role in the Middle East to, you know, starting and working from the ground up in something that's her own. So I imagine that mine has always been starting from the ground up. Yeah. In any in any case, Nick, this is a transition time, and I totally agree with Eduardo that you should have a B plan in any case or a C, if that uh, helps. But. Uh, The thing is that uh, the certainty have uh, finished up with the end of the last century, I believe. And uh, now you have to do something uh, on your own in order to compensate for uh, the certainty you have lost. So entrepreneurship for many people is uh, one way, I think, as an approach. But I read in your blog uh, something that uh, struck me very oddly. And uh, I know for experience that is true that you spent uh, something and uh, around uh, 1,200 hours for uh, developing and uh, more than 1,000 hours for planning, marketing and uh, executing. And that it is uh, something that I'd like uh, for you to tell me some more. Yeah, of course. So um, the thing with any businesses is that you have to take a leap of faith and the leap of faith that we effectively took was, was those numbers that you've read out. So, you know, 1,200 hours of development, so we've incurred that time and that cost. 1,000 hours of planning, which is at well as my time, consolidated together. And marketing, executing, so reaching out to 26,000 people by email. And I think what that means, the, the context of that blog that I was writing was that it's demonstrating the work that we've put in to date to get dragged to where it is and I think from a, a user perspective they hopefully just see a cool tool um, that works and functions and improves their productivity but the background activity that's taken for us to get it to there has been really extreme so when you've read that, that blog, we're running a blog called Inside Drag and um, Inside Drag is hopefully opening up the inside and the background operations of drag to give all of our users visibility around how we do things, why we do things, and what's important to us, what things are working really well, what things aren't working so mm-hmm. well. Yes, so the context of excellent. those points for really, yeah. Uh, what uh, all this effort uh, does it mean to you as a person? I mean, uh, okay, you have the role of entrepreneur, but uh, you and Eduardo, you have uh, different roles in your life as well. What uh, does it mean you 
to be founders of a company in the startup and the early stages uh, for you as a person. Eduardo, do you want to lead on this one? No? Okay. Um, so for me, it's, it, it's, it's a hard one to explain, actually. It's exciting, but it's, it's sacrificial as well. So you, 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 there are other things in your life, of course, aside from work. And the problem, if we start with problems, the problem with having your own business and running your own business is that you are the one that's accountable for all of it. So what that means is that you can't have a finite nine to five work habit. You can't necessarily have a finite nine to six or seven work habit. For example, with drag, we have um, we have international um, team. So we have employees in Japan, we have mm-hmm. employees in Brazil, we have our team in uh, London, and we have a team in Brazil. And bear in mind, because that's so diverse, the hours are very diverse as well, and we, we are the accountable people that are there to support each one of our team, which means that our working day can be stretched very extremely, and by extremely I mean um, seven, 6, 7 a.m. in the morning, potentially through till 11 p.m. at night. So, so that's the professional life, which means the impact that has on the personal life can can have an impact. But everyone? Yeah, just to, just to add on top of what Nick said, it, that's completely true. So the times are a bit uh, crazy, and you are completely accountable for um, your work, so you cannot have a fixed schedule. And um, but a big advantage on that, I think, is you also have more. Um, flexibility and this I can say as well coming from a, a big corporation where um, you need to go every morning to the office and you need to, to show in, in, a, in a, um, how do you call the work um, mm-hmm. database you need to put your hours that you'll work and this kind of things so when you have your um, your own business you have more flexibility I don't know times you work from 6 to 10 a.m. and then 10 a.m. you have I don't know something to solve from your personal life and then you, you go have lunch and then start working again at 5 until midnight so it's it's kind of uh, it's a crazy time and but, but it's good this flexibility is very good I, I really value it from uh, from from a uh, by having a previous career that was more or uh, hard in terms of working hours and going to, to the office and this, this kind of uh, system. Do you have uh, some uh, daily habits or strategies in order to make you more productive? I mean, you have a very diverse uh, team uh, all over the world. I imagine Brazil, Japan and uh, London, uh, what uh, Nick said. And uh, do you have some uh, productive beside the uh, drug, of course, to help you move on uh, what uh, have to be done? Yeah, good question. Um, I, I think a lot of things is balanced. So we do work long hours, but we, as Eduardo was saying, the flexibility to jump in and out. So I think it's ensuring you allocate free time to not working sometimes as well. So um, health and diet, I think those two things are really, really important. So I think to be able to to, to be regularly going to the gym clears your mind and mm-hmm. having a routine to be able to do that. I think that having a clear kind of diet and a healthy lifestyle really helps you, you remain active and fresh thinking as well. And I think if, if I was to be honest, I would say that um, starting from your body and your kind of your mental health is the first thing to, to keep you productive and to keep you going. 
Excellent. So you must be, for you to be organized, it is a must, despite uh, the drug development, but it is uh, an essential part of your business uh, to keep on uh, focus all the time and uh, keep on pushing uh, the limits uh, further and further because uh, you are in the early stages of uh, development of a company and uh, you already make a huge impact in USA and uh, Europe, as I can say. So the question is, uh, what, uh, how you push uh, further your professional goals? I mean, how you developing further your company? Not just uh, the application, but uh, what is uh, your model of uh, excellence, if you like, about drag? Um, but to the model of excellence, that's a good question. Um, we've got a couple of cornerstones that, that we want to do. Um, we want to ensure that our customers are happy and excited. We want to ensure that when they use drag, it, it firstly delivers the wow moment, but then more fundamentally, it ensures that uh, it makes them more and more and more productive. So our goals when it comes to developing the product is to is to introduce features that are genuinely going to free up users' time so that they can do things outside of work. You know, people spend 6.3 hours a day every single day in their email. And Drag's mm -hmm. ultimate goal isn't to isn't to make them work more, it's to make them more productive, to open up their time to other things so that they're not fundamentally staring at their computer for that 6.3. We'd love to get it down to mm -hmm. one or two hours a day. So that's, it sounds like a strange goal, but it's kind of fundamental to the direction we're trying to take as a business and we're doing that um, we're doing that all organically at the moment and we are I don't know if we mentioned we are raising investment at the moment to to accelerate all of this and hopefully make drag the universal tool for people's inboxes generally it is excellent because the inbox is a very a very huge uh, impact on your daily business life at least and not uh, say for the personal one and uh, this is uh, became worse and worse if you're in, uh, out of focus or uh, you have too many demands uh, to satisfy. Uh, for me, Gmail and Drag is uh, now part of my toolbox and uh, I like it very much because it uh, follows uh, beside uh, a methodology I like uh, as well, the Lean methodology in Kanban. Uh, I like the gamification uh, approach you have uh, provided to that. That makes it uh, more f more fun to use it. But uh, what I have to ask is, uh, uh, in order to develop and uh, better uh, your product, you need a lot of feedback. Is that something that you have a special department, or you uh, both as founders uh, receive the feedback from your users and try to uh, teach, if you like, uh, your users the better ways of being productive with drag. Yeah, so this, this is a very interesting question, and this is something, as, as Nick mentioned earlier, it's extremely important for us. So us, uh, we, we, since day one, uh, we built the product 100% mm -hmm. based on what, um, what our customers want, as he said. And we have a, a couple of channels, of communication channels with our customers today. So 
the main one is I would say the trailers, the public roadmap. So uh, yeah, the, Nick mentioned we had over a thousand engagements of and uh, customers saying they're reporting ideas that they would like to see on drag. Um, and reports bugs and, and all the stuff and they can follow on our plan and how what we are developing now and to have an idea of when the next features will be developed and etc. Mm -hmm. And we have of course another communication channel is the mail, the standard ones. We also have a live chat on our website, so it, it, we it, we always um, put a lot of effort to reply very quickly. So. At any time, if you go to our website, if you have any questions, we'll be there. And another uh, important tool for us that we created is the which one do you prefer campaign. So every Tuesday, we send an email to all our customers with some with a survey about the product. Mm -hmm. So, for example, guys, we're going to launch this new feature uh, next week. But we need to understand from you which would be the best design for that. And we send two or three images and say, how would like to see uh, this feature? Option one, two, or three. And they can vote. Um, and, we, and we literally do the design that they vote. So this is very important for us. We have a lot of engagement in this, which one do you prefer campaign? Um, what else? Am I missing something, Nick? No, I think you've covered them. You cover those channels, yeah. Yeah, so this is this is very important for us. We really value uh, the feedback that we get from uh, from the users. It is, uh, I think, uh, that it is the only viable approach nowadays because, uh, as an instruction designer and uh, e-learning expert, uh, I know the importance of user feedback uh, back to your products, and uh, I know that uh, sometimes in the older days, at least. Uh, everyone of us uh, have uh, fallen to the trap that uh, design in blank uh, or in the blackboard and uh, without uh, the users. And yeah. uh, this uh, costs a lot uh, to many companies nowadays. Uh, I, I believe that your approach is excellent because the user feedback is the only thing that uh, besides the solid methodology going to provide you the critical points that you need uh, to pay attention to uh, whenever I arrive and uh, pro perhaps a direction for your next pivotal uh, move you need to make. Uh, yeah. I want uh, to thank you, but uh, I want to finalize this interview asking you just one uh, question. If uh, any of you or both of you would like to give one final advice uh, to people that uh, they like uh, to follow your uh, lead or mimic your example if you want that. What would that be? Um, so, so, just so, first of all, um, if someone is in this it's facing this difficult decision that I did once from jumping from a big corporation to start our own business or uh, um, yeah, to start a startup. So my first advice is, is to take the leap, of course, calculate the risks, acknowledge the risks that you're taking, have a plan B, but then go. 
don't don't feel like you need to have the courage. Don't don't feel intimidated, uh, like um, attracted just based basing your decisions only on stability, uh, because most of times it it will pay off. So this is my first advice, and and the second one is very important for entrepreneurs or starting their business now, and something that I've been learning a lot is to to always seek help um, and mentoring and all every piece of advice from people that were once in your situation now. So more experienced people, uh, people that founded startups before. Uh, in my case, I seek a lot of. Um, advice from my ex-colleagues, uh, consultants, so partners in, in the consulting firm that I used to work, um, so or my my colleagues, engineers that now are working on banking. I ask for their advice for our financial plan. So every every thing that you feel that you can learn from people that know more than you, I would suggest to, to leverage the knowledge of these people. Excellent. Nick, would you have um, something to say? Yeah, probably not as much words as wisdom. <laughs> I would say, um, from my perspective, it's just to execute. So um, I've, I've been doing it for quite a while, and I think the, the reason that we're quite fast to do things and fast to launch and fast to, to be aggressive with growth is just by executing and apply that to every single area of your business. So yes, there's a time for planning. Yes, there's a time for preparation. No, there's no time for, for procrastination. So get your planning as lean as you can and then execute on everything. So we refer to launching a product. We refer to executing a marketing plan. We refer to sales. Do everything and execute, execute, execute. And I think that drives the business forward. I think it instills a good culture for the team that you work around. And it sets a precedent for the speed and the, the style of business that you're trying to grow really. Excellent. So I keep uh, the final uh, key points by Eduard. Uh, take the leap and uh, seek help and mentoring. And uh, the one point of view, uh, start planning and execute upon your plan. And uh, I think it is the best advice I have lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd like to thank you for being here and uh, I hope we'll see you again in another interview. Uh, I hope it was uh, the experience would be nice for you too. As well. Yeah, massively so. Thank you so much, Takis. Thank you very much, Eduarda and Nick. And uh, nice to have you here. Bye bye. Bye bye. 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 Thank you all for listening today. I'd love to see you at the next episode of Leadership Initiative Podcast. If you have a question or a comment, please send me a message at my site, takisamasio.com. Until next time, take the initiative to become the person you want to be. Start now and make a difference. Thank you all for listening.